FM Stereo. My station, your station, it's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. Business unusual, separating economic facts from fiction. Good evening and welcome to Business Unusual. I am Mona Lisa Dube and my guest this evening is Dr. Andrew Martibiri, who is a Chief Executive Officer of the Zimbabwe Agricultural Society. Now we're going to be hearing more about what they do, but one of the functions that most of us would know is that they are the coordinators of the Zimbabwe Agricultural Show, which has been scheduled for this month. And we are also going to be talking about that in detail. Dr. Madividi, thank you so much for making time to chat with us this evening. Uh, good evening, and thank you very much for putting me on your program. Right. Now, Dr. Madividi, I always want to start the show with basics so that we don't make assumptions about anything. May you kindly tell us what your role is as the Zimbabwe Agricultural Society? Thank you for that. The Zimbabwe Agricultural Show Society was established way back in 1895 and uh, it was uh, operating from what was then called the Exhibition Park or the Harare Show Grounds since 1915. It is the oldest and largest member-based and member-driven society of its kind in Zimbabwe. Uh, the Zimbabwe Agricultural Society has built a solid and respected reputation over the years. Uh, it has intangible memory and admirable knowledge of the facilitation of agricultural development in Zimbabwe. Uh, with an estimated uh, 2 million visitors uh, into the park, uh, it is peak, say, in about 2019, 2018, 2019, the Zimbabwe Agricultural Show Society is an, is an inviolable national record among the agricultural and business communities and Harare's residents. We have come to expect always an improved, whenever improving, and entertaining business show every year. On average, uh, when things were normal before the, the advent of COVID-19 pandemic, the show would... Um, you know, host over 200,000 people and over almost a thousand ex exhibitors. All right. Thank you for that. Now, we are going to be talking about the show, obviously, in detail. But um, you did mention that you are a member-based and me member-driven society. Who are currently your members? How many? What is your membership like at the moment? Thank you. Uh, the current membership, uh, the actual numbers, I don't have at hand but I know they run into thousands, at least uh, over 2,000. And uh, when we say membership-based, is that the members pay something to join the society. Because this is a society, a voluntary society, where members commit to the society to improve agriculture in general throughout the whole of, country, of Zimbabwe. And uh, the levels of membership will vary. The corporate members, uh, lifetime members, even all the way down to children being members of the society. Right. Now, you know that uh, smallholder farmers contribute most of the agriculture sector in Zimbabwe. And uh, looking at the contribution that agriculture makes towards the GDP economy, uh, I think it's uh, hovering about 17%. So what role do you play as far as um, nurturing or maintaining uh, supporting smallholder farmers is concerned? 
the society as a whole has not really going through the issues of supporting farmers and so on directly, but it offers a facility for farmers to come through and showcase their produce so that others can learn from their own experiences and so on, and thereby improving productivity and production throughout the country in terms of agriculture. The so, society is not a bank or or, extend, or really an extension service, I might put it like that. Okay, so even besides the agricultural show happening once a year, you have something that is showcasing throughout the year at the agricultural showgrounds, correct? Yeah, previously the um, society hold an annual show, which was then called the Show Week. But nowadays we've changed that. We we are now hosting other other you know other events and other shows as it were. For example, we hold the annual national agricultural uh, you know conference where members of the industry come together and discuss a relevant topic perhaps or discuss issues or discuss preparations for the coming season, that sort of thing. And there are also other conferences, for example, the interaction between mining and agriculture, where, again, miners and farmers come together and uh, discuss their issues. Our role as uh, Zimbabwe Agricultural Society is to facilitate that dialogue and uh, perhaps act like a think tank for policymakers to some extent. And what is topping your dialogue currently, Ms. Dr. Matibiri? For this year, the main issue is uh, we, we want to celebrate the unprecedented production that the 2021 agricultural season um, bestowed us with. We want to we want our farmers and our stakeholders, policymakers and so on, to come through and celebrate that because the production in all subsectors of agriculture was uh, very, very high. We talk about grain production, cattle production, all the way down, all the way down to small grains and things like that. We want farmers to come through and celebrate. And, and as I said, including all the other stakeholders, all the members or people who play any part at all in the value chains uh, of the various commodities. Right. So it would be correct. And I know you would be aware that uh, the government has anchored the growth of the Zimbabwean economy on the agricultural sector. And uh, just now you're telling us about uh, the the projects that you're celebrating uh, as the agricultural sector. So what what are your expectations by the rest of the year? Uh, Should we really base the growth of this economy on agriculture? Yeah, Mona Lisa, the issue about agriculture in this country are very, very clear. Our economy is based on agriculture and to, uh, again, to a significant extent on mining and other sectors as well. But agriculture is the basis of Zimbabwe. 70% of our population is uh, directly dependent on agriculture. So whenever the fortunes of agriculture are good, the fortunes of the country and the national economy as a whole is also good. Because from agriculture, that's where we get our food. That's where industry gets its uh, raw materials. And we also export significant amounts of our agricultural produce for the betterment of our economy. And in terms of uh, expectations, what are you expecting? Uh, uh, your targets, do you have targets that you have for the end of year? Yeah, well, 
Well, at the moment, our target is uh, to hold a, a very successful 2021 uh, show. And uh, obviously, in terms of general production in the economy, I mean, there are other agencies, national agencies and so on, who are responsible for the actual production. So we want to hold a very, very good show to ensure that uh, our farmers are given a platform to celebrate their production and productivity and, of course, prepare for the 21-22 agricultural season. And what has been the response so far? I know that this year's edition is probably the 111th edition of the agriculture show since uh, the inception of the society, like you did mention at the beginning of the program. And I know that the past couple of years have been different because of the COVID-19 pandemic. How has the response been uh, for uh, exhibitors to actually come through? Because obviously there have been concerns, anyone really has concerns about being at a place uh, that has so many people at uh, one particular time. So how really is this going to work and how has been the response from exhibitors so far? The issue of the um, pandemic and its effects on the show are very clear. I mean, when you run a show, you're talking about crowds. Basically, you're talking about asking people to come out in their numbers, to come and, uh, you know, perhaps entertain themselves or enjoy the entertainment on offer. So in that regard, if you recall, last year, 2020, the show was held uh, for business only. In other words, the, the general public was not allowed entry into the park to come and see any because of the pandemic. As a result, it was very, not low-key, but it was very serene and solemn. Now, coming forward to 2021, because of the vaccination program that was uh, started earlier on this year, we are hoping that the numbers of people will be able to attend. In other words, the public in general will come in their numbers. And we are also, we've also put in measures to ensure that um, the show or the park will not be become a hotspot, perhaps, if you can call it that, for COVID-19, in the sense that uh, we are only allowing ex- exhibitors who had full vaccinations to come through. And also our own staff, the society, have been vaccinated. I think we're now sitting on almost 99.9% vaccinations, a full vaccination for our staff. So those sort of assurance will give people, you know, the confidence um, or the desire to come to the show without fear of uh, being exposed perhaps to the pandemic. And in terms of the visibility of the Zimbabwe Agricultural Society, Dr. Matibidi, what are you doing in that regard? Because prior to this program, as I was preparing for it, I had a conversation with smallholder farmers who were not very much in the clear or in the know of what exactly the Agricultural Society is about. So what efforts are you making, are you putting in place as a society for your visibility? Yeah, you mentioned the visibility of the uh, show society. Well, the show was started off, uh, the, the society was started off as a platform where farmers could come and uh, showcase their produce and to a certain extent also exhibitors or business people could exhibit products that they had which were pertinent to the agricultural sector. But now, now we, we, when we look at what has happened recently, is that the show 
has now become a national event. In fact, it's been a national event for a fairly long time. And we now want to make it known to every uh, farmer throughout the country, in every province. And uh, to that extent, we are coordinating the, the shows, the various shows that are held. Uh, we, or rather, we, our show is part of a network of shows that are conducted throughout the whole country. So you might hear of shows in Chinoy, in Bloweo, in Tare, and so on, in all the pro- provincial centers. We're all part of the same network, Zikwe. So that's part of the visibility of the show. With the Harare one, it's assuming the, you know, the topmost ranking in that grouping. And uh, as far as uh, other things that we are doing, we are also working together with members of the private sector to promote certain aspects of uh, agriculture. Um, we've been involved in artificial insemination, artificial insemination of uh, in the beef industry to ensure increased productivity. We give out prizes, which include uh, very, uh, you know, things that can be used for production and that sort of thing to ensure that we remain visible. And also we try and promote uh, people to join the society so that they can get an in- insight into the under- into the runnings and the objectives and the aims of the society. And in your work, Dr. Matibidi, what have been some of the the major challenges that you would say that farmers are in encountering at the moment? I know that uh, before you... Before you moved to that cultural society, you were at the helm of the TIMB and uh, they were there, I think, for over a decade. And you would relate. I know that some of the challenges that farmers are facing in the tobacco industry are that of inputs and capital and pay loan repayments, etc. But now that you're working in the agricultural sector, maybe in its entirety, what have been some of the challenges in the past few months that you have encountered as far as farmers are concerned? Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, um, Farmers in general, they are the, their concerns are always oh, basically the same from year, year to year, apart from one or two things that uh, might change from year to year. This particular season, uh, farmers produced a lot and uh, all they want uh, basically are markets in the efficient marketing systems for their produce. A farmer is there to produce. He wants to be able to get his inputs on time. He wants to be able to produce, of course, with the uh, weather playing its part positively, hopefully. The farmer wants to harvest and sell their produce. So basically, that's what it is about, uh, talking about the value chain. That's what it's about. So what we want to see, or what farmers want to see, is that to ensure that everything along that value chain is working efficiently. A farmer doesn't want to produce deliver his produce, and then have to wait, for example, six weeks to get payment. A farmer would want to be able to go into a shop and be able to find affordable inputs for his uh, agricultural venture. That's about it. And your interactions, what what are the concerns about holding payment for that long as six weeks? Why uh, are they not receiving payment for their produce as and when they deliver? Uh, I think on that one, you'd have to ask the, the various entities that control the marketing side and the payments for the different commodities. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in a position to respond to that directly. And you've spoken about challenges. When we look at uh, the successes as well, what would you say have been the notable successes uh, in the agricultural sector in the past 
maybe past few years? Oh, I think it's very clear that uh, our agriculture, as I said, is the basis of the economy, and 70% of the population participates in agriculture directly, almost directly, or most of them almost directly. So that in itself is a big plus. In other words, we've got a huge potential in 70% of our population is involved in agriculture. And uh, what we've seen is that it's very clear with uh, requisite support. And of course, as I keep saying, the weather playing its part, farmers will produce all our requirements, enough for our requirements, and also perhaps exports as well. And uh, we're now seeing more, or rather increased uh, use of, usage of land. And we now have more experienced farmers. We're now seeing the youth uh, playing a very big role in agriculture as well, and also other uh, sectors of our population, or women, disabled, and so on. They're playing significant parts. And uh, there's more increased use of irrigation systems, in other words, climate proofing for agriculture. I'm glad you brought up the issue to do with climate proofing because one of the major challenges across the world right now is the issue to do with with climate change. And obviously, this does affect uh, agriculture, uh, agricultural sector as a whole. So do you, as an agricultural society, uh, have partners or are you contributing in helping farmers adapt to this climate change? What are some of the adaptation measures you have put in place for your members? Yeah, the agricultural society actually held a conference uh, in 2016 where the the main issue was a climate proofing of agriculture. And uh, yeah, various uh, issues were identified as requiring attention in order to uh, to climate proof our agriculture as a society as i said earlier we are just a society our role was to bring together the experts in the various fields to discuss the issues and to lobby you know for changes of policy to ensure that our agriculture is uh, climate proof some of the things we are starting to see a number of dams are being constructed Irrigation schemes are being rehabilitated. The farmers are being trained. We've seen the coming on board or the introduction of uh, the Pumbuza, uh way of agriculture. That's climate proofing as well by the by our Minister of, of Agriculture. And those are the things that this society has done. In other words, it has conscientized stakeholders on the requirements to climate proof our agriculture. This is Business Unusual. I'm on Elisa Dube. I am joined by Dr. Andrew Mativiri, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Zimbabwe Agricultural Society. Now, Dr. Mativiri, um, I was just going through your, your website just to understand exactly what the society does. And I, I understand that also one of your focuses is to try and promote more uh, for the rural population as well as women. So what what deliberate efforts are you also doing as a society to promote or to assist women that are in farming as well as uh, there's a group of young people that are now coming up in the agricultural sector and some of them might need a lot of hand-holding as to know the ropes around uh, this sector. 
what measures, what are you doing, what deliberate efforts are you doing to be inclusive? Our societies, they basically to promote agriculture and its supporting activities. And of course, uh, we facilitate agricultural development in, in Zimbabwe. And in that, uh, we are here to support all policies and endeavors that are put in by government in that regard. And uh, we do this in our own way as a society by promoting and promoting, managing, controlling and so on. The participation of uh, farmers in shows, fairs, exhibitions and so on, trials and things like that to ensure that they improve their production and productivity. We are a society, remember, we are not a bank, we are not an extension agency or anything. We're here to bring together various stakeholders to support the agricultural sector. So that's the part that we play, really. And as an institution ourselves, we are we don't pro, you know, pro, we don't practice any discrimination of any sort. We actually practice promotion and recognition of the role that women play in agriculture, the role that the youth play. I mean, we know that our agriculture, perhaps, uh, although I don't have any figures at hand, I know from tobacco that uh, a lot of the work was being done by women. So that is something that is recognized even by the society. I think if you were to go through the the, um, the price list or prize list or prize awards made annually, you find that a significant proportion of those are given to women farmers or women exhibitors at the show. So that's what we do as a society. And just for information for maybe young farmers that might not know much about the Zimbabwe Culture Society, how does one get hold of a society? Uh, how do they become a member? Where do they register? Uh, do you have offices in different parts of the country? Yeah, the Zimbabwe Agricultural Shore Society only maintains, at the moment, currently only maintains offices in Harare at the, at the exhibition park. Um, any person you know, can become a member of the uh, society. All you need to do is visit our offices and apply. And uh, there are various uh, categories of membership. There's the first one, which is life membership, which is bestowed uh, to annual members upon application for outstanding contribution to the development of the society on the recommendation of the Zimbabwe Agricultural Show Society Council. Okay. There's also annual membership, which uh, is restricted to pay to persons over the age of 18 years on the date of application for membership. And there's corporate membership, which uh, is really open for companies and organizations which exist independently of their members. And then there's honorary life membership, which is uh, given by the uh, Zimbabwe Agricultural Shore Society Council upon receiving a citation from its committee. There's junior membership, again, which uh, is restricted to persons below the age of 18 years in the date of application. Then there's honorary membership, um, there's temporary membership, which can be bestowed on members for parts or the period of a uh, year. And then there's absentee membership, 
which is open to any annual or junior member who has left the country is about Zimbabwe, things like that. So those are the different categories of membership. So in general, people can come to our offices and then they can obtain details of how they can become members and also understand the benefits that come with the or the rights and privileges of membership of the society. But having one office uh, just in the country, does it not make it difficult for you to access other farmers? Yeah, on the issue of having one office in the country, as I said, that's the current situation in which we hope to be able to address. Uh, what you must remember, every province has its own agricultural shore society. Every province in Zimbabwe has its own agricultural shore society. And our role is to coordinate the activities of all those uh, different agricultural societies so that whatever they do culminates in the Harare Agricultural Show, which is now called the Zimbabwe Agricultural Show. Are you going back to that scenario where you're having, uh, I know there was another agricultural show in Mutale, if I'm not mistaken, or because of the COVID-19 pandemic, you are just maintaining this main one in Harare? Um, we are responsible for the, basically we used to be responsible for the Harare Agricultural Show. But now, with the advent of the provincial shows, we're now looking at ways on, on how we can coordinate the holding of these shows throughout the country, such that whatever they do in the different provinces in Tare, in Gueru, in Blawai, in Mashingo, culminates in Harare or in Zinarare. So this year, there's only going to be one show in Harare, if I'm getting you correctly. Those provinces have their own show societies which are similar to the Zimbabwe Agricultural Show Society, and they all hold their own shows. And uh, so far for this year, we're not aware of uh, any any of the provinces having held any shows, obviously because of the pandemic, but uh, we stand to be guided by them. But the Harare Agricultural Show will go ahead and be held between the 27th of September and the 2nd of October this year. As we wrap up the conversation, Dr. Matibiri, uh, you spoke about uh, this year's agricultural show. Uh, maybe you can speak or give a few tips to uh, exhibitors that might want to come through uh, and what people should look forward to as well as they come to the show this year. Uh, thank you very much for this opportunity again. Uh, for this year's show, I just want to remind all exhibitors and uh, the general public that only people who have been vaccinated or can produce a certificate that they are COVID-free from a test taken within the last uh, 28, sorry, 48 hours of their entrance to the show will be allowed inside. But in addition to that, outside the uh, exhibition park itself, there will be booths. Uh, which will be manned by Minister of Health officials, uh, where people can get tested for COVID-19. And if they are obviously, if they are COVID-free, they'll be allowed into the show. And within the uh, park, there will be, again, further booths where people can get vaccinated against COVID-19. And uh, in the park itself, uh, as usual, as was done last year, all the exhibition halls, the roads, uh, will be fumigated prior to the start of the show. And on every day of the show, after closure, 
the uh, premises again will be fumigated and that entrances to the halls there'll also be sanitization facilities there'll be temperature checks as well and um, we will be running a drone or we'll be have a drone in the sky to monitor crowds and also to uh, to ensure that people maintain social distancing and uh, what the other things that people can look forward to at this year's show is that hope we'll hopefully uh, by then, more members of the public will have been vaccinated and will be able to offer full-scale entertainment on the Friday and also on Saturday. And then just to say that the official opening of the show will be done on Thursday, the 30th of September. You know, and I know that on the official opening, you always have uh, delegates that you'd be expecting. Who are you expecting this year? Uh, on that one, we will be advised accordingly by those responsible. We have not yet uh, announced anything. We are still waiting. And those that would have received one shot by the time the exhibition is on, they have to provide their COVID-19 certificates. Yeah, those that will have received one shot, uh, they should come through. And uh, depending on guidance from the Minister of Health, we'll make a determination whether, whether they come and when they can, whether they can enter the park. Because obviously there has to be some sort of period between the first vaccination. And uh, I'm not a medical person. Obviously, you have to build up some sort of antibodies first before you, are, you, you can get in. On that note, we end this conversation. Dr. Matibidi, Dr. Andrew Matibidi, he is a chief executive officer at the Zimbabwe Agricultural Society. Appreciate your time with us this evening. Thank you very much, Madam Minister. And we look forward to welcoming you all to the uh, 111th uh, agricultural show in Arari. Absolutely. And that's it for me, Mona Lisa Dube, on Business Unusual. Remember, all the programs on Business Unusual, you can find them online on our ZFM Stereo website. And if there is any other business information that you would want to hear from us, do send me an email at monalisa at zfmstereo.co.zw. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Business Unusual, separating economic facts from fiction. Nationwide Entertainment. <laughs> On the Nationwide Radio Station. ZFM Stereo. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. ZFM Stereo. Baby, when you leave, I never leave. Girl, I wanna stay here with you. Mama, tell me, make a